On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective, with pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Sunday, February 20th, Ian Cameron. We've got Renus Vitalins, our man from Latvia, back with us, our weekend warrior of the Ice Guys crew. He's with us every Saturday and Sunday. Vito uh, joining us here, ready to break down a Sunday card. Before we do that, uh, we'll look at Saturday's games just briefly, some thoughts on what we saw yesterday and a busy Saturday. Uh, but first of all, um, I want to give a congratulations to Finland, uh, Olympic gold medal uh, champions. Uh, hockey champions, of course, they won the gold medal beating Russia. Uh, I guess it was late Saturday night, early Sunday morning where I am. Uh, it was probably it was during the day, of course, in Beijing where the Olympics are being held. But congrats to Finland. And look, I know there was no NHL participation in the Olympics this year, but I don't want to hear that as a reason that the, the, the main reason why Finland won. Oh, there was no NHL players. Finland took advantage of that. You could say that for every team. Uh, in that tournament. I want to recognize the growth of hockey in that country. That's what I want to recognize. I want to recognize that this little engine that could have five and a half million people in the country of Finland in the last 10 to 15 years, there is no hockey nation. There is no hockey program that has grown more exponentially in the last decade and change than the country of Finland. What they've done in terms of developing that program, they're a goaltender factory. You know, we've known that for uh, a decade, if not two decades, going back all the way back to, you know, some great goalies back in the day. Uh, Mika Kiprasov, even way back when with the Calgary Flames. I mean, they have just been absolutely unbelievable at developing goaltenders. They their hockey programs are thriving right now. And even for a country with a smaller population, you're seeing a lot of kids get into hockey. That's just the way it is. It is a beloved sport. Uh, in that country and all this talk that they took advantage of winning the gold last night because there's no NHL players. Here's a newsflash. When the NHL players participate in the Olympics again in four years from now, eight years from now, 12 years from now, Finland will be a legitimate threat to win gold in all of those tournaments. I'm serious. They are. Uh, they can play with Canada. They can play with the United States. They can play with Russia. They can play with Sweden. They absolutely can. They play a great team game. They, nobody's bigger than the team. They play with great structure. That's always what you get usually from a lot of the European countries, but especially Finland. So congratulations to them. I know Valtteri Filppula, a longtime NHL veteran who's now playing over in Europe now, uh, is uh, was the captain of that Finland team that won gold uh, just this past uh, 12 in these past 12 hours. Um, so he's a guy that's played a lot of NHL hockey. Uh, he was the captain of that Finland team, and uh, they deserve all the marks, in my opinion, for uh, winning uh, the gold. And it brings me to Vito here, and I just want to say it it gives a country like Latvia some hope, you know, that they are going to be rising up the food chain one day when it comes to uh, hockey uh, development, 
you know, improvement with just the overall international team, the international program, uh, what Finland's done, you know, it gives hope to a country like Latvia, some other countries that are trying to make that move, trying to make that improvement uh, up the ranks, if you will, in uh, European uh, hockey. But uh, I know, Vito, you've been following the Olympics a lot. Some thoughts on uh, Finland winning the gold. Oh, yeah, of course. If you look at Finland, I mean, it's desired desired win for them in all these Olympics. They didn't lose any a single game. They basically outshot every single opponent, and uh, they even lost their top one of the top players, Granlund. So he didn't play with Finland, and they still did very very well. You already touched on the goalie side. I mean, yeah, goalie had always uh, Finland always always produces great goalies. Just look how many goalies are doing well in any jail like Saros. We have much more, right? And home and in KHL, uh, this Russian league, where which I am following, all Finnish goalies are the top goalies, like the Sateri, which played played in the fifth finals, and the backup was Alkinura. And there is even more goalies than these one. There is a Metsola, who is also very great, also for, from Finland. He was not in uh, with Finland this time. So yeah, they have very great goalies, very great team. Uh, and if we look at Russia. I mean, Russia ha- had also like all, all all the sources where to take players from. I mean, KHL is the Russian league, right? But I think they didn't take all the best players, in my opinion. There were much more be- uh, pl- better players available. Yes. To be honest. Uh, yeah, like Dostov right. from Ska. He's scoring all the time for Ska. He was not in the lineup. I don't know why. And uh, yeah, that little bit looked like, like uh, Russia played like CSK. The CSK is also a team in KHL. And the coach was Fyod- Fedorov. He's also a coach for CSK, and he was the coach also for Russia now, the assistant coach, Sergei Fyodorov from Detroit Red Wings. So they played kind of similar hockey like they played in KHL, uh, like try to score and just hold the, hold the victory, you know. And it worked against all the other nations, but in finals it didn't work because Finland know how to put the, put the puck in the net. So it didn't work out for Russia in finals. So no, yeah, did. all around, very great tournament, and I'm looking forward for a world championship which also starts in two months. Yeah, and I, I follow that as well. I know Andrew definitely does, Andrew McGinnis. Uh, Andrew McGinnis will bet World Hockey Championship, World Junior Championship, uh, a little Olympics. He's very much involved in international hockey betting as well. Me, uh, I, I dabble in it a little bit, but not uh, as Uncle much Pansy as Andrew. is uh, talking about some Sibir Anders in the chat. And yes, Sibir is one of the teams which plays only Anders in KHL. He, and they have a Finnish goalie, Sattari which played in finals for Finland just now. So, yeah, <laughs> just Yeah, that. you know what? I, I realized that for years I'd never pronounced his last name right. I think it's, uh, it, it is, it's Harry Sattery, uh, but I always <laughs> called him Harry Sattery. Uh, and it's, got, <laughs> it's got that funny rhyme to it. Harry Sattery, I called him for years. Yeah, but uh, I said, well, that can't be his name, can it? Harry Sattery? My goodness, if that's the way you pronounce it, he's probably going to get ridiculed and ribbed and people are going to joke on that name. Uh, but no, it's Sattery. That's how you say yeah. it. Harry Sattery there for uh, fit that goalie. Yeah, but yeah, so, he's so, good. He was, so, yeah. he was so in the NHL. depth is forever. So Finland's depth is huge. I mean, they have players everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So great Olympics, though. Olympics has come and gone. And uh, World Hockey Championship is next up, though. And we'll be looking forward to that in a couple months. So congrats to Finland. Uh, Saturday NHL, the Oilers. The oil, the no oil slick here. Uh, the oil just uh, tra- uh, oil country just keeps on rolling at the moment. The Oilers another impressive win. Uh, they beat Winnipeg by a score of four to two. Uh, what I like too is no panic. The Jets made a good push in the third period, but uh, no panic. The Oilers played a steady, sound game still with the lead. 
and they closed it out. They ended up winning 4-2 uh, over the Jets. Uh, we really did well with the props with uh, me, Vito, and DJ and Andrew on yesterday's show. We talked Zach Hyman uh, over shots on goal and to score a goal. He did for Edmonton. So uh, it was a really good prop game uh, in that regard. Connor, Connor for the Jets scored. Yeah. That's right, Connor. Indeed, and Connor and uh, Connor and Shifley have been carrying the Winnipeg Jets lately, and uh, definitely those two uh, are going to be needing to be producing for the Winnipeg Jets to win games. And but there was Edmonton remaining undefeated, and Edmonton's back in action tonight against Minnesota. And of course, we'll talk about that game. Wild one early in the day with Colorado and Buffalo, but the Avalanche survived with the victory uh, in that game. St. Louis, massive upset, big. Big plus price winner for yours truly, the Blues, plus 180. Uh, they get it done against the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs last night. Another good performance from Billy, who, another great Finnish goalie. Who'd have thunk yeah. Billy Huso. <laughs> Here we uh, go. The, uh, Here we go. <laughs> for the St. Louis Blues was outstanding. Um, and they capitalized on their chances. Leafs had way too many breakdowns in their own zone. And then they ended up paying the price for it. They kind of hung Jack Campbell out to dry. Uh, but give the Blues credit. Game flies over the total as well. The game that hurt me the most was Seattle-Calgary uh, last night. Uh, I had Calgary puck line team total over and full game over. And, man, they those three bets could have easily won. Uh, it was just one of those nights the puck wasn't going in for Calgary. They missed a ton of empty nets. They odd man rushes, two-on-one rushes, and you'd see the wide open net and they'd shoot it wide. That's the kind of night it was for Calgary. They hit a few posts, a few blocked shots. Goaltending was good, too, from Philip Grubauer. It's about as good as he's played all year. And still, it wasn't enough for Seattle. They lose 2-1. to one. Markstrom was very good again. So if you think, wow, what happened to Calgary? Barely beat Seattle. I guess this team's coming back down to earth. Don't think that. In fact, you might want to go back to the well with a puck line on Calgary in their next game because they easily could have won this game by two, three, four goals or more. Horrible game for Vancouver. Uh, they were outplayed from the beginning, uh, just down big early. Never could recover. Give Anaheim credit. They were sick and tired of losing. They got their ass kicked in Alberta back-to-back against Calgary and Edmonton, uh, and they bounced back and beat Vancouver uh, last night. So give them credit uh, for a nice bounce-back victory. And how about those Kings? No back-to-back uh, letdown spot for them against Arizona. They get the done job done. They get two more points as they continue to surge up the Pacific Division standings. We cash our team total over three and a half with the Kings. Uh, Vito like the regulation with the Kings. A good win for L.A. and a tough spot back to back. And Arizona feisty, but the Kings erased a deficit, came back to win that game. Well done by L.A., a team that's definitely a force to be reckoned with right now. Vito, what did you think of yesterday? Uh, yeah, great night yesterday overall. Blues, very great play. I mean, I believed in them, and then they, they win six to three. Uh, I was I took that over in Jets and Oilers. I got lucky actually it pushed because the game went on was on the pace to under definitely. Uh, yeah, I took the Kings in regulation because I just thought the Kings will be ready. Their legs will be there. Arizona didn't play for a week. We always talk about this one. You know, the team which don't play for a week, they always come out not sharp. So that we saw that with Arizona yesterday. And who knows what we're going to see with them today. They play also today against Dallas Stars. So, yeah, overall yesterday, uh, the push night for me and looking to do better today. Absolutely. Uh, let's start. We got Carolina and Pittsburgh. First game of this Sunday card. Pittsburgh minus 130 home favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, very interesting game. You've definitely got Pittsburgh looking to uh, rebound. They lost their last game, of course, to Toronto 4-1. to We'll see if they can bounce back here at home. 
Uh, on the flip side, you got Carolina, 5-3 win against Nashville uh, in their last game. Uh, Nashville made a push. You know, they were down 4-1. They got it to 4-3, but the Hurricanes hung on for a 5-3 win uh, in that game. Uh, yeah, Crosby is uh, basically throwing flowers at Carolina, talking about how good they are, and I guess he's trying to make sure his team's ready to go. Sometimes they do that. The other the player on one team will just talk about how good the other team is just as a way to make sure their team is ready to play that team. And maybe I think that's what Crosby's doing here. He was just talking about, oh, they do this, they do that. They're such a good team. They're this, they're that, they're this, they're that. I mean, he was just throwing out bouquets there to the uh, Carolina Hurricanes uh, in his uh, post in his media uh, availability yesterday. But rightfully so. Carolina, obviously a terrific team. Uh, we'll see how they fare here against uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Pittsburgh obviously looking to bounce back here in this one after uh, losing to the Leafs. Um, you know, in that game, they had a ton of chances. Campbell was excellent. You know, let's not forget they threw 40 shots on net, more than that, uh, against uh, uh, Toronto in that game, uh, but fell short. Uh, Vincent Trocek, by the way, day-to-day -day for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, he was injured Friday in, against Nashville with the upper body injury. I don't think he's going to play today uh, against Pittsburgh. Uh, so that would be a, a, a tough loss for Carolina. But again, still a team with plenty of forward uh, depth uh, up front here in this one. It's a tricky one because I think from a situational standpoint here, you can make a case for Pittsburgh a little bit. But when Carolina is an underdog veto, I just don't like going against this team. I mean, they are one of the top teams in the uh, East, in the Eastern Conference and the entire NHL. You know, I think they've been pretty good, if, if I'm not mistaken, uh, as underdogs. You look at some of their results, you know, they've been – I remember in Boston, they were a slight dog. They won that game. Toronto, they were a dog. They lost that game 4-3, but it was back and forth. It could have went uh, either way. Uh, the one thing you want to note, though, about the Hurricanes is they've kind of struggled in Pittsburgh, 6-13, and their last 19 visits to this uh, venue uh, here in Pittsburgh. Um, so it's a tricky game. I would lean Pittsburgh situationally off a loss compared to Carolina rolling in here off the win against Nashville. Um, but I, I don't like to make a habit of betting against Carolina when they're an underdog. I just don't because we're talking about one of the great teams in the NHL and an underdog price is usually something you don't want to pass up. So I'm not involved in the game right now. The total's been hammered up, Vito, because of I think because of anti Ranta in that for the Hurricanes, not Frederick Anderson. But Ronta's capable. Jari will be in net once again for Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's played a lot of unders in these early games, I find. Pittsburgh's played some unders lately in these early start afternoon games. In fact, I think they're two and three, two and four, uh, four and two, four and three under this year with these day games. So I don't know, six to six and a half. That's a big total. And these two teams, for as much firepower as they have, they can be good defensively, and their goaltending is very capable. And even Ronta can step in and play well. So I think it's a tough game all around. Vito, what do you think, Carolina? It's a great game, great game to watch, but a tough one to bet. What do you think, Vito, Carolina-Pittsburgh? Uh, yeah, well, I understand why the line moves now back, because it was dropped a little bit on Canes, and now it moves back. Because uh, I think this is one of these situations where you're going to see the team plays the second backup goalie, and also the throw check is out. That the Carolinas team with a big depth, I think you see, and this is one of the moments where pub like the money goes on other team. But actually, I think this will be a tight game, I think, and it will be really decided on the puck luck. It can easily end in a, in a draw. So if I see that the game the game can easily end in a draw, I like to go with the money uh, team which is on a plus money, obviously. And Carolina is a very decent, good team. I mean, they have depth, so I'm not worried about Ranta in the net. I mean. 
I think Carolina, well, Carolina has not played very well, to be honest, with uh, Ranta in a net. But I think they have to change it and they have to be better in front of the anti-Ranta. And Pittsburgh, well, Pittsburgh has won four games before they lost to Toronto. They won like four games in a row. So, and Carolina, I think they need to pick up the wins because they lost like first four games after the All-Star break. So I think also Carolina, they will go here today in Pittsburgh and will want to get a win here. So I'm with, I'm with Carolina here. I just think I will wait definitely till, till a little bit till the puck drop and then place my wager on uh, Hurricanes on the money line because then the value will be higher. Exactly. It'll be higher and you can even wait, you know, do the five, 10 minutes, see if it's scoreless. Maybe Pittsburgh scores first and get an yeah. even better uh, number and price with Carolina at, at that time. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see uh, how this one uh, goes here uh, between these uh, two teams. Again, uh, Carolina has gone over in one, two, four of their last six. Uh, Pittsburgh has uh, gone over in four of their last seven. So not crazy over under trends, but again, under is six and one in the last seven in this building with these two teams head to head. And I remember there was a game, what was it? Pittsburgh and LA. Um, it ended up going over the total, but it started really slow. The, this could be first period under first period under maybe could be the way to go in this game. I could see this maybe being a little bit of a slow start potentially, then maybe you get the goals and jump on a live over. Cause that's exactly what happened with LA and Pittsburgh a few weeks ago. It was a Sunday afternoon game in Pittsburgh started at this time and it started slow. And then the goals started to uh, uh, funnel in, in the second period. And then the third yeah, period, yeah. LA were on back to back. I think that time they that were. was the game. Yeah. 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 And it started slow, and then the goals started to pile in. So I guess at the end of the day, at a plus price, I would lean Carolina because I just don't like betting the, against the Canes when they're an underdog. Because yeah. I, tr the, the, I truly think they're uh, one of the top teams in the league and a true, obviously, Stanley Cup contender. Pittsburgh, I'm not sure they're at that level, but that's why I would lean Carolina here. But uh, I do think Pittsburgh really shows up today after losing to Toronto, and they've been good at home lately. All right, next up, we've got uh, Montreal taking on the New York Islanders. We've got uh, Montreal, uh, New York Islanders here, minus 270, minus 280 uh, even in some spots here, minus 260 at DraftKings, uh, five and a half the total, uh, shaded to the under here. Uh, I'm doing it here. I'm doing it. I'm pulling the trigger here. Give me the Montreal Canadiens here at plus 220. I'm doing it. This is an insane price for the New York Islanders. It's insane. It's absolutely nuts to have them minus 260 over everybody. Now, I get it. They, they did finally have a, a better game uh, by their standards. They beat Boston 4-1, to one, but Boston's struggling to score right now. And Montreal, you got to think, after finally getting a win, snapping, what was it, a 10-game uh, losing streak they had uh, going into that game against the uh, St. Louis Blues, winning in overtime. They get a little bit of a positive momentum bump from it and a little bit more, you know, pep in your step, if you will, going to the rink today for this game at uh, at um, the new arena there, UBS Arena, uh, to face this Islanders team. Uh, it was definitely one of the best games they played. They actually outshot St. Louis 30-27. to 27. Uh, they responded to adversity, which is something this team has not done uh, for a large part of the season. You know, St. Louis tied it, and then Montreal comes back and wins in overtime. So, you know, when I look at this game here, uh, even with Andrew Hammond in net for Montreal, uh, the Hamburglar uh, is what they call him. He's a journeyman goalie. He's 34 years old now. We remember him uh, years ago uh, with um, getting the win, uh, getting wins there with Ottawa. Uh, and how well he played at times for that franchise. Uh, but uh, 
I think they're going to play hard for this guy. You know, he's back in the National Hockey League again. He had a stint with Ottawa. It wouldn't shock me to see, uh, you know, them try to rally around him. Uh, will he play well? That's the question. You can also ask the legit question, are the Islanders good enough offensively to do damage against maybe a suspect goalie? His numbers aren't great in the AHL. There's no question. But that's part of the reason why you're getting the price uh, you're getting here uh, with them in this game. Uh, to me, the, to me, it's better to take Montreal, win or lose, you know, regardless of the result. To me, it's better to take Montreal plus 220 than lay minus 260 with the Islanders. It's much better to be able to do that, especially a team that's finally won a game, especially a team that's finally got their, some confidence again, getting a big taste of victory again. Cole Caulfield starting to show up for the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, this is just too big of a price. This is just a team that should not be laying this kind of price to hardly anybody in the National Hockey League right now. Uh, so I like Montreal plus 220. I do have a small bet on the over, too, for that reason. I mean, we do have a guy that's, you know, uh, been in the AHL most of the years, kind of struggled. Montreal is... They did play their best defensive game, I think, in ages uh, against St. Louis to win that game. It was one of the few Montreal games that have gone under the total uh, recently as well. And you know I'm very, very worried about betting an Islanders game uh, over the total. But the last time I bet an Islanders game over the total, it worked out well. It was the last two times. It was Buffalo and the Islanders. That game ended 6-3. And I also took the over with the Islanders and the Flames in Calgary. 5-2, that game went over the total. So I think this is an O, and you look, it's over five and a half at plus money. It's plus 105, you know, with this over five and a half. I think it's worth a bet here uh, in this one. I think the Islanders can get three uh, against the Canadians, and I think the Canadians can find the back of the net because that's not really been the problem for Montreal. It's been defensively in their own goaltending, but they've scored three goals uh, in back-to-back -back games, uh, the Montreal Canadiens as well. And if you look at the last three head-to-head -head meetings with the Canadians and the Islanders, all three have gone over the total, 4-2, 6-2, and 6-2 uh, in the last three head-to-head -head meetings with the uh, Montreal Canadiens and the New York Islanders. So I'm going to go over 5.5, and, and I am taking a shot here, Montreal plus 220. This is a price play for me, price play, uh, that um, the Islanders just can't be laying this much against uh, anybody right now. Uh, what do you think here, Vito? Montreal, New York Islanders. Yeah, well, Islanders have this skill, you know, they can make every goalie look very good. You know, it doesn't matter who they play against. But, you know, that's the problem. We're going to see here Hammond in the net today, and uh, it's his first game. I really don't trust this guy. It's his first game, you know. Islanders still are getting the shot. They're getting a lot of posts, to be honest. I'm watching their games. Yeah, they can tell they're unlucky, but that's part of the game. You know, everybody plays the same game. So Islanders are getting chances, but they're just not putting up somehow the puck in the net. I think they find the back of the net today against Canadians. I think, to be honest, I think Canadians find, find also the back of the net today. So yeah, over looks like a very, very great, great way how to go here. Because, uh, well, only only uh, other way how to go in this game, that's Islanders puck line. I'm not sure if I want to go Islanders puck line in this game. They can easily like win 3-2 or it can be 3-3 draw. So 4-2 also. So I, over is the only play here, I'm, I, but I'm not interested to place any money, to be honest, on this game. Yeah, lean to the over, but yeah, it might be the wise call here for Vito. See, I'm getting in on the side and the total, and Vito's like, ah, this team, this game's too sketchy for me. I'm staying away uh, from these two teams. But, uh, yeah, that's understandable. Yeah, I don't think that this one win for Montreal gets them, like, straight away out of this hole no. they're in, to be honest. Uh, um, I don't – well, we're going to see that today, you know. 
let's see who's going to be right every opinion should be respected in any, any job well that well that's it's 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 that's not so yeah it's there's not much respected opinions on you know montreal is it's easy to say it's a not an opinion to be respected anyone anytime anyone says let's bet montreal you know obviously they've had a i didn't team. bet uh blues the other day i felt i didn't bet montreal i don't know why but i just don't have maybe my my guts could play any with anything with canadians but i didn't bet anything with blues because i i felt like this is something where the canadians had the spot they were after three days off they had few practices with new coach that's why yeah. they played better this, this game against blues i was waiting for that <laughs> that's right that does help like when you have a new head coach and you actually get some time to practice yeah. You know, and, and you know, work on drills, work on things that the coach wants to, you know, see improve with this team. So, uh, definitely, I think you saw that uh, and an improvement in that regard because they got that practice time on the ice with Marty Saint Louis uh, for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. And yeah, Hammond six five two point four four goals against average, nine oh eight save percentage. Those are his numbers with the Iowa team in the AHL. Uh, so we'll see uh, how he fares here in his first NHL start in a very a uh, long time, obviously. It's been a while since we have seen uh, Andrew Hammond, the Hamburglar. It's hard to believe he's back in the NHL, but here he is uh, back <laughs> in the uh, National Hockey League here for the uh, – uh, remember, that was a big craze with him, of course, many years ago with he, when he was with Ottawa. He went on this run where he was winning games, and he had a couple of shutouts, and because his name's Hammond, they ended up calling him the Hamburglar. They were throwing hamburgers, no? They were yeah. throwing hamburgers. That's right. <laughs> they were. I remember that. That's. Uh, it feels like that was a long time ago, probably because it was. But uh, no doubt, he had a. He had like his. You know, Jeremy Lin uh, in the NBA, Lin Sanity. It was basically that with Andrew Hammond for a bit with Ottawa. People just got infatuated with the guy. He went on. He came out of nowhere. He had this big monster run, and then he dropped off the planet again. That's what happened to Jeremy Lin. Uh, as well uh, in the NBA. It's a great comparison, those two guys, even though they're different sports. All right, we've got Florida and Chicago uh, next up. Panthers minus 230, uh, road favorites, six and a half the total. This is kind of like Montreal, St. Louis. You don't want to really get in front of Florida right now. I mean, what they've done so far in these two games on the road, terrific, impressive. Beating Carolina on the road is never easy. They did it. How about stomping a mud hole in the Minnesota Wild? Sorry, Terry, but uh, stomping a mud hole in the uh, Minnesota Wild uh, on Friday night. Uh, just impressive. Uh, they controlled that game. They dominated it from start to finish. And now they're rolling into Chicago playing well. But this admittedly is not the best of situations for Florida. I mean, it's Chicago, it's not obviously a team that's going to maybe get that focus where it needs to be uh, like a Carolina would or a Minnesota in the last game. Uh, so you worry about that just a t little bit here for Florida and probably Marc-Andre Fleury and net. And look, Marc-Andre Fleury is what kept Chicago in the game against Dallas. Marc-Andre Fleury is what allowed Chicago to steal a win against Winnipeg. You know, this guy has risen up, beat Edmonton uh, uh, right after the All-Star break. It was the game that uh, uh, right before they fired Dave Tippett. I thought he stole that game. Fleury is still very much capable, and I would expect him to be uh, in net. Hasn't been confirmed yet, but it should be Mark Andre. Yes, it has now been confirmed. Fleury is in net. Bobrovsky in net for Florida in this game. Uh, I'm passing on this. It's it's too weird because we've seen Florida at times with a couple of big wins on the road. This is what they did against Seattle. Didn't they lose to Seattle on the road? I think they did. They had a couple of big road wins on their last road trip. They went to lowly Seattle toward the end of that road trip, and they laid an egg. You know, they had a clunker. And I don't want to say that's going to happen to Florida today, but, you know, I don't want to 
I don't want to lay minus 230 to find out, you know, if Florida is going to lay a clunker today. Uh, I just don't want to do that. They're obviously the better team. If they're ready to play and they play their best, they're going to obviously crush Chicago, or at least they should. Uh, but there's just some things that trouble me about this spot here for Florida. I could only go over the total with this team. Like, there's no way I would look at any Florida game under at the moment. It's six and a half, but you look at the last five games, four and one to the over, scores of 5-4, 8-4, The only under was Carolina, and then 6-2 against uh, Minnesota uh, on Friday night. So it's not an easy team to bet under the total. That would probably, that's the closest thing I am, that's the closest I am to betting anything in this game is the over, uh, six and a half, eight, three and one to the over in the last 12 meetings between the Panthers and the Blackhawks. And yeah, Mason Marchment, Canadian capper, you're right. This guy is getting more ice time. He's got confidence. He's coming off a hat trick uh, earlier this week against uh, Minnesota. Uh, he has got it going for the Florida Panthers. And he's on that third line with Lundell and Reinhardt. And when a lot of the defensive attention goes to Barkov, Duclair, and Verhage, the top line, as well as Bennett, Hornquist, and Huberto, uh, the second line, it means the third line doesn't have the top checking line out against it. It means that third line for Florida doesn't have the top defensive pair out against it from the other team. So that gives that group more of an opportunity maybe to find the back of the net and get their scoring chances. So, yeah, Mason Marchman on that third line with Anton Lindell and Sam Reinhart right now, they are playing extremely well. So uh, Marchman, shots on goal as well, I think is probably a bet if you can find it. And you certainly sprinkle a few bucks on him to score. You can get him still plus 400, which is insane. They haven't adjusted that price up at all, considering what he's done lately for the uh, Panthers. Uh, Vito, what do you think here on this matchup with uh, Florida and Chicago? Well, I think this will be a hard matchup for Blackhawks, to be honest. Because, yeah, Panthers, this is the last game on the road trip. They won first two games. I remember the game against Seattle. I also remember that before I made my bet. But I think in this spot, well, Chicago will need to rely on their goaltending way too much. I think Chicago can get pressured in their zone, uh, defense zone for a long time. And Florida is one of the teams which love to pressure you in the offensive zone. They will need to rely, I think, on Mark under Flurry very much. And, well, I just went here with a better team yesterday. You know, I make my bets early and just opened the sports book and I saw, like, uh, Panthers with a minus 120 in the regulation. So books keep opening those Florida games way too, uh, way, they're giving way uh, too much value on Florida all the time in the beginning. And then the, the price goes down very fast. So I jumped this time early on this Florida minus 120 regulation. So I think they win today with Bob in the net. You also can watch maybe over three and a half. I, I know it's more under Flurry. Flurry, he played well against Dallas, but this is this Florida team. I mean, yeah. we can look how we want it, but they, I mean, I also didn't believe there's a team like that in an EGL before this year. I mean, have we ever saw something like that? I mean, they, they, they like score when they want, you know, anytime they're like one down or something, they just score the goal straight away. It looks like they're playing on the rookie or anything. So, yeah. I think Florida gets it done here today. I took them early here. Yeah, Team Toto maybe is a way to go. We, well, only thing, thing is, of course, Mark Andre Fleury. But you also, well, team has to play good. You, uh, the way Blackhawks turn the puck, uh, uh, turn the puck uh, uh, around, I think Panthers is the team which will make them pay for that. You know, yeah. so I'm on Panthers on this spot. Oh yeah, they turn that puck over a lot. Uh, there's no doubt, Chicago. They treat that puck like a hand grenade. Sometimes they want no part of it. 
uh, and uh, that ends up resulting in rush chances. And the one thing you don't want to do is give a team like the Florida Panthers a boatload of rush chances uh, because you're right, they're very capable uh, of making you pay for that. So uh, Vito liking Florida here in regulation. Uh, he got on it at minus uh, 120 uh, early on because we have seen some uh, movement toward Florida since then. You can still get minus 140 in most spots with uh, Florida in regulation right now. So you still get it below that minus 150, which is usually the uh, the cutoff point for me when it comes to laying a price. But uh, definitely the money has still come in on Florida, and it's hard to step in front of that freight train that is the Panthers. What they have done, two imp- utmost impressive road wins, Carolina and Minnesota. You won't find two more impressive road wins back-to-back, not many more impressive than that. Uh, two teams that are not only great teams but uh, tough to beat at home. And Florida went in there and beat both of them. Uh, on the road. Very impressive stuff from the uh, Florida Panthers. Uh, All right, uh, next game on the uh, slate here, we've got the uh, New York Rangers uh, taking on the uh, Ottawa Senators. This is a a late afternoon game uh, between uh, these two teams. We've got the uh, Rangers uh, minus 195 in this one, uh, Senators plus a 165 uh, total in this one right now, currently six uh, pretty much across the board. Uh, in this game, as far as this game goes, Vito, Ottawa's on a back-to-back. They had a tough loss last night uh, against the uh, Boston Bruins. Good effort, but fell short 3-2 uh, in that one. Had some chances, couldn't finish late in the third period. And that seems to be a problem that keeps on recurring right now for the Ottawa Senators. Just not enough clinical finish uh, right now for this uh, team. Um, you talk about Calgary, you know, and losing the puck line on them last night. That's the soccer term. You know, they had the chances, they had the shots, but they just weren't clinical with their finish, you know, with their that final shot, that final uh, attempt on goal, and it just wasn't sharp enough. And that we saw that with Calgary last night and a lot of the chances that went by the wayside, kind of like that with Ottawa lately. Yeah, they've been generating some chances, but they just are lacking that clinical finish to put the puck in the back of the net right now. Uh, and that ends up being the uh, problem for them lately. And it's certainly been exacerbated with the injuries they're dealing with. Uh, Drake Batherson, Josh Norris, uh, Thomas Shabbat, great puck-moving defenseman. I mean, he really gets the rush started in a lot of instances for Ottawa. And you've seen them offensively here shut out in back-to-back games. Uh, they did score four on Washington, uh, two against uh, St. Louis, only uh, three goals against Buffalo, who give up goals in bunches, and then just the two goals last night. Uh, in the loss against Boston. So they're on a back-to-back. Uh, Senators back-to-back record this year, 5-5 five and five, uh, coming into this game. Uh, the New York Rangers, uh, they haven't played since um, Wednesday night when they lost to the, uh, or uh, sorry, Thursday night when they lost to the uh, Detroit Red Wings, 3-2 in a shootout. Uh, so a disappointing result there for the Rangers. Uh, certainly you would think you'd get their best today coming off that uh, kind of loss. I mean, certainly the Rangers minus 130 in regulations, Uh, an an interesting way to go. I'll have a small bet on that. The one thing that's bothering me about the Rangers is we're starting to see them outplayed, you know, in terms of territorial play, in terms of five on five, we're starting to see them outshot in a lot of games. And it's, it's bothering me a little bit. You know, I I think they're relying too much on their young world-class goaltender. Who's got every capability and potential to win the Vesna this year. And Igor Shesterkin, I think they're just maybe relying on that guy a bit too much. But certainly, if there's a wake-up call for what we still think is a good hockey team, even though at times their advanced numbers, you know, Corsi and high-danger chances and expected goals isn't always what we like to see from the Rangers. They're still a, a good team, and this is a spot where you'd expect their best. 
against a team that's kind of vulnerable right now, uh, the Ottawa Senators. Ottawa, all of a sudden, Vito as well. They're struggling on home ice. You look at their home record. They were very good at home for much of the year. They've all of a sudden lost four straight home games. Pittsburgh, Boston, St. Louis. Um, and then, of course, they uh, lost to uh, Boston again in overtime last night. So four straight home losses for the Ottawa Senators. Uh, so I like that one. Uh, it's not uh, best bet material, but I'm going to uh, be uh, betting at uh, Rangers uh, in regulation here, minus 130. Uh, what do you th- I'd probably lean under, to be quite honest with you. Ottawa looks like an under team. I certainly think you're going to see the Rangers, you know, Shesterkin and that Ranger defense hold them down. Uh, Rangers, it, we'll see who's in net for Ottawa. It was Forsberg yesterday. It's going to be Gustafson uh, today, and I still don't trust him a lot, but he did play well uh, in his the recent start he got. He didn't play that bad. Uh, for the uh, Ottawa Senators, but I still don't trust Gustafson, so I think it's an opportunity for the Rangers to score enough to win this game. I like them in regulation. What do you think here, Vito? Uh, yeah, well, uh, talking about those swings you mentioned about, for example, home away. Uh, team has been great at home, and then you have just have to watch, you know, and have to be early on that and have to catch that swing, you know, because they're going to uh, regress at home as well, you know, because I think in hockey, only thing what matters between a home away and away is uh, if the time zone changes. I think that's very important because you feel different. I think if it's also well, because you know, in nowadays the hockey's the hockey players they don't need to do anything actually. There, they all the bags are carried and everything. So I think the most important are like time zone changes and like things like these small things. And uh, unlike me, I have to carry my own shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well and uh, i'm also like for the swings just i'm now checking for example another swings i like to check i see blue jackets at the moment are 4-1 in february so i expect blue jackets will lose some games in the end of february since they are 4-1 now so that's just the swings about the swings a little bit what i watch uh but uh, yeah rangers senators here senators yeah missing those players i mean you just think when the fatigue gonna kick in for this team because they play so many games, they're shorthanded, but they keep doing pretty well. I mean, Boston is still not the best team. I just watched actually the game today on the replay all game. It was pretty even game. You cannot say who was better there. Oliver played also very well. There was one shift when it was four and four, and, and Oliver was playing against Bergeron, and those guys were so tired, and it looked like power play for two minutes for Oliver. They were just skating around. And well, but in this spot, I mean, you have to see it's Gustafsson in the net. He hasn't played for a while. He's in the net for Senators today. He's uh, confirmed. And we're going to see a very huge goalie mismatch, I guess, in this game. If you're going to say uh, Igor is not confirmed yet, I think. But uh, uh, let's check the. I didn't check uh, the Rangers. He's schedule. not confirmed. They He's for... projected. I think he'll start, but not confirmed yet. I think. Okay. Be... They have three days off after this game. Yeah, so it'll be perhaps. Him. Yeah. Perhaps it will be him in the net. So. Yeah, I think every way how to lean this one is somehow take Rangers here. I think they after the loss they should. I don't like I don't like play Rangers. I don't have any wagers on this game. I'm just giving my opinion and leans. I mean, but I don't like to bet on Rangers. I don't like also that the game getting outshotted every game. I don't like to bet my uh, wager just on the one goalie. So yeah, this game I'm not interested really in this game. That I'm not interested in the value. I think only value here is I guess Rangers regulation, and but that's it for me. Yeah, but it feels like a close game. Like the Rangers, yeah. I think, can win, but I don't know. It's probably going to be close. That's why. You know what? If you really want to look in this direction, I wouldn't talk anyone out of it. The draw, it, uh, it could get, it could be an overtime game. I mean, Ottawa played overtime with Boston last night. The Rangers have played back-to-back games that have gone 
uh, beyond regulation. The Boston game went into a shootout, as did the Detroit game uh, this past week for the Rangers. So uh, the draw is an option. You can get plus 350, Rangers-Senators draw. In fact, this is kind of like a soccer uh, approach for me, soccer betting approach for me with this game. I might look Rangers in regulation, minus 130, but maybe sprinkle just a few bucks on that draw as well at plus 350. It's kind of like draw double chance. The only way I can uh, lose this game is if uh, lose both bets is if Ottawa wins in regulation. And I don't think Ottawa is going to win in regulation. So I can go Rangers in regulation and sprinkle on the draw so that there's three possibilities out of four that can win for me. Rangers in regulation, uh, Rangers in overtime, or Ottawa in overtime or a shootout. You know, I will at least win one of those bets with three out of those four possible outcomes. Which I think, haven't think about this, but it sounds pretty okay. There's also like bets like uh, draw, uh, win no bet, draw no bet, something a uh, double chance. I mean that yeah. that you win if the team draws or wins. I guess there's also bets like those. Yep. And keep in mind, if I lose Rangers and like I'll probably have half a unit Rangers in regulation, quarter unit on the draw plus three fifty. You know, I will be profitable if uh, one of those wins because I'm going to have more money on the regulation at minus 130 on the Rangers, and I'm going to have a little bit less quarter unit on plus 350 draw. But if that cashes in, that's going to still mean profit for me. So if I win one of these, it's going to be profit for me. I can win both of them too, because if Rangers win in overtime or – no, that's not true. No, 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 you cannot win both. You cannot Cannot win both. You can go with money line Rangers then. (laughs) Yes, exactly, which we're not doing. Yeah, but yeah. I, the, the goal is if we win one of these, we're profitable by a little yeah. bit. There is many also ways I think yeah. I just need to study and dig in. Maybe there's some many different ways, actually, how you can make money yeah, with these kind of bets. Yeah. Just have to dig in, find the right numbers. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So like I say, one and one in this game equals profit for me either way. The half unit bet on Rangers and regulation or the quarter unit bet on the draw plus 350 which makes sense because you look at it. Ottawa's played close games. Ottawa played overtime against Boston last night, and the Rangers are off back-to-back shootout games that went beyond uh, regulation, went into overtime or a shootout against Detroit and Boston. So uh, it does feel like there's potential. This uh, could end up being a, a close game here. All right, we move on now as we continue along. This is a busy Sunday card. I mean, Sunday usually we have four games if we're lucky, five maybe. Uh, but this Sunday, today, we've got a bunch of games. So it's uh, pretty cool to see uh, a bigger Sunday card. I think get used to it, Vito, because NFL football season is over, uh, of course, in the United States. So you're going to see a lot more games and a lot more volume of games on Sundays, I think, moving forward. That's great. That's great. Well, I actually, I checked the teams which missed most of the games will play all the time now. And the teams which have played most of the games will not play so much. So there will be some different, well, difference between the, the rest, rest and fatigue. I mean, definitely. And the yeah. schedule—it's going to be important to see how many. Yeah. Who, when did you last play over the last week? Have you played four games and six nights? Have you played? You know, it's going to be very critical to monitor that uh, moving forward because the games are getting getting condensed uh, for a lot of these teams right now. Uh, no question about that. All right, we've got Buffalo and Columbus here. Uh, playing for exercise, both. I shouldn't say that. Columbus actually could still make a wild card spot, but they've got work to do. Uh, Columbus minus 160, a home favorite, six and a half the total in this one. Uh, the Jackets are just an over machine right now. There's no other way around it. They are just uh, playing over after over after over. Uh, their defense is terrible. Uh, their their goaltending, and it hasn't mattered who's been in goal lately. 
Uh, Corpus Salo's had a rough year. He's, again, finished netminder. He's not been one of the better finished netminders uh, this year for the Jackets. And then Elvis Merzlikens has struggled a lot lately uh, as well uh, for the Jackets. But a lot of that is team defense stinks on this team. It's been bad uh, all year. Uh, this team defensively keeping pucks out of their own net has been a problem uh, for this group. Their penalty kills not been great. But the one thing they can do is score goals. Columbus does have a decent offensive team, especially right now. Bjorkstrand, Jenner. Uh, Jake Boracek, Patrick Lyonnais has played well lately uh, for them. Gus Nyquist uh, has chipped in offensively. Uh, Tessier, when he gets back, is going to be dangerous. He's on IR, though, right now. Uh, both Merzlikens and Corpus Salo are unavailable today. Corpus Salo's, of course, been out for a while, a lower body injury. Uh, for Merzlikens, though, he suffered his lower body injury in practice yesterday uh, for the Blue Jackets. So Merzlikens is not available today. So who do we turn to? Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters? No, not Ghostbusters. You're going to call Jean-Francois Berube, a 30-year-old journeyman goalie. He's been around for a long time now. Uh, J.F. Berube uh, in net tonight for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. This will be his first NHL start in four years for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Or the last time we saw him in an NHL game was 2017-2018 season. So that was a long time ago. No question about that. And here are his numbers in the AHL. 3.3. You think the Hamburglar has weak AHL numbers this year? Hamburglar and Andrew Hammond has nothing on this guy, J.F. Berube. Berube is 3.37 goals against average, 891 save percentage. That's at the American Hockey League level. So that's not good. That is not good at all when you see start stats like that right here. Uh, for J.F. Uh, Barube uh, going into this game. Now he's got to go to the NHL level. And you can laugh, oh, but he's only playing Buffalo. Buffalo's starting to score goals. I mean, I like what I'm seeing from them offensively. They're top line, and they did it again yesterday, even against a mighty Colorado team. That top line is something to be fearful of right now. Alex Tucked, Tage Thompson is on a roll right now. you got to keep looking at maybe shots on goal and, and goal score props for him at the moment. Uh, and, of course, the other guy on that line, Skinner, Jeff Skinner, who, of course, had that big game against uh, Montreal on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, that top line's got it cooking at the moment for the Sabres. Uh, you got Olafson, Cousins, and Krebs forming a decent second line. You just got Casey Middlestat, uh, one of your top centers back from injury. You know, suddenly this is a Buffalo Sabres team that definitely has some uh, ability now to put the puck in the net. Uh, it was Dustin Tokarski. Uh, in net against Colorado yesterday. So I would expect the uh, the old man, the veteran, uh, Craig Anderson, uh, to be back in net here for the Sabres uh, in this one. Uh, the bottom line is here, uh, I expect goals. Both of these teams are capable of it. Uh, the total is 6.5, but it's 6.5 for the reason. We've got the Jackets right now coming into this game 7-1 and one to the over uh, in their last eight games. Uh, Buffalo has gone 5-1 and one to the over uh, in their last uh, six games uh, entering this one. The over is 4-1 and one in the last five head-to-head -head meetings. We've seen 4-3, 4-3, 7-4, and 4-3. Final scores, four of the last five head-to-head -head meetings with the Sabres and the Blue Jackets. It's just a very straightforward decision for me to go ahead with over six and a half uh, in this game with Buffalo and Columbus. Uh, Vito, what do you think here, Sabres Jackets? Oh, yeah, well, I think every team in the NHL is capable of scoring goals, you know. That's one thing. That's one thing which is great about the NHL. Those are the best players in the world. So, I mean, when go, going overs, yeah, I love to a lot of times watch that overs when the teams 
like these two turn over the pucks. I mean, Columbus turning the pucks over like it's like it's nothing. I mean. Like hot tapes. I mean, you have to hold on the puck. I mean, you can go. In, I know. I don't know in the corner and st stand with that puck in the corner and hold it on the boards, but don't just throw it in the middle. I don't know. And like Panthers when played, they just were turning around pucks and Sabers also the same thing. I mean, and, and these teams both rely on goaltending. To be honest, Columbus. They've been scoring a lot of goals, guys. Watch for Line. I think I goal scorer prop for him for sure. And uh, from Sabres, yeah, Paige Thompson coming off from a hat trick. I mean, up against Colorado Avalanche. So maybe this guy also again chips in something today. I think we see goals today. These teams love to uh, turn the puck around. So yeah, I don't think Jackets will play better defensively just because they're gonna see some new goalie in the net. There you go. Turn the puck around. Love to feel that passion, that old song. Turn it upside down. Love to see some goals scored. Yeah, we'd love to see some goals scored in this game. Buffalo uh, and uh, Columbus uh, over the total. I think it's a universal sentiment here uh, in this game. I know everybody in the chat uh, is liking uh, goals to be scored. Uh in this game and it's uh, hard to deny that right now uh with the uh, sabers and the blue jackets here in this one and certainly they've trended over they've gone over head to head yeah. they're both porous defensively we don't trust anderson for the sabers game to game one game he's great one game he's not and berube i mean those are ghastly numbers at the ahl level three goals against and what 890 save percentage ahl level he has we saw what happened with soderblom the other night in the net yeah. <laughs> and i mean if a good team gets a goalie like berube i mean like i don't know elite team like avalanche or whatever you know with decent de defense they can help him but columbus is not a team where you want to go in but i, I mean yeah sabers will shoot the puck i think you go so yeah, that's a good bet too, Ryan. Great call. Great thought there in the chat. Ryan Kozlowski there. Uh, first period, both teams to score. Yes. Uh, plus 145 in this game. Why not? I, I could that's easily score 1-1. Great look. Yep. Great look. Sprinkle a little unit. Why not? Easy. If you like yep. to go high volume, yeah, yep. this is a very great bet. Yeah, it's a good value bet for sure in uh, that one. Great stuff. Hit the like button. Uh, those of you that are watching us live on YouTube, this is a great uh, live viewer count for a Sunday. Over 240 live viewers right now. We appreciate that uh, on a Sunday afternoon joining us here uh, on the ice, guys. Uh, hit the like button. Uh, definitely appreciate it. Uh, and we will, of course, get to our next game right now, Dallas and Arizona. We've got Dallas here, minus 245 uh, road favorites in this game. Uh, the total five and a half here uh, across the board uh, in this one. Uh, you look at it, uh, obviously Arizona uh, losing last night to the uh, LA Kings by a score of 5-3 uh, uh, in that game. A uh, good comeback win by the uh, Kings. Now the uh, uh, Arizona Coyotes had a week off. And even though this is a back-to-back -back veto, this is not that, that big of a deal for Arizona. It's back-to-back -back at home, no travel, and you just had a week off. So I don't want to hear this nonsense about fatigue and I'm tired. Oh, I'm tired. I'm tired. No, you've had a week off. You should be fine. Uh, so it's not uh, as big of a deal in ter terms of this back-to-back -back compared to others. Uh, Dallas has won back-to-back -back games against Colorado and Chicago, uh, beating Colorado. Big upset there, of course, during our betcast on Tuesday night that happened. 4-1. Uh, Speaking of betcast, we're back with Tuesday night this week with another betcast. So uh, make sure you join us uh, for that. We'll be doing betcast pretty much every Tuesday uh, the rest of the season. So our next betcast will be Tuesday night, 7 o'clock p.m. Uh, Eastern time. Uh, but Dallas beat Colorado 4-1. 
uh, in that game. And then, of course, uh, shut out Chicago one nothing in a shootout uh, on Friday night. Uh, they need the points. They can't squander points against teams like Arizona. And they have won six straight on the road. And they have been able to beat the bad teams on the road. You know, they've really only beaten one quality team during the six-game road winning streak. That was Colorado. But they've beaten all the other teams, and they were all weaker teams. This is another weaker team. So Dallas should win this game. Uh, could could you maybe go Dallas team total here, over three and a half, around even money, plus 100? I'd lean that way. We'll see who's in net. Uh, I'd, I'd like to see it be Vimelka again because Vimelka's kind of struggling. He has not played well uh, as of late. But because you saw him last night uh, for the uh, Coyotes, you'll probably see Scott Wedgwood uh, probably tonight on the uh, second of back-to-back games for Arizona. It's not confirmed, uh, but I think you'll probably see Scott Wedgwood uh, get the start for Arizona. I'm probably going to lay off the game, but if I had to bet something, it would probably be a Dallas team total look maybe uh, over three and a half here at around plus 100. Just a lean for now, though. We'll see who's in net for the uh, Coyotes. Uh, what do you think here, Vito? Uh, Dallas, Arizona. Oh, yeah, jumping in about those back-to-back you mentioned, Ian. I think in this case, when the teams has week off or when the teams came back from All-Star break, I think back-to-back is even better because in the first day, they get their legs going and the second day, they come out ready. So you can expect, guys, a better game from Arizona today. Do I want to put any money behind the worst one of the worst teams in the league? No, not really. So I'm not laying anything with Arizona. And uh, Stars... Stars, you know, stars show up sometimes. Uh, sometimes they don't show up, but the most of the times I like how Robertson's been playing. I like how that um, synergy with the Pavelski together. Pavelski's been very good. So can't really go against Dallas as well. So I'm staying away from this game. I think Dallas gets their goals. If we, we, we need to see goalie confirmation, I like to see Ottinger. I think he's the best goalie for Dallas at the moment. And uh, there's like Wedgwood. Probable, but yeah, let's just wait who's going to be in it. I think Dallas will take care of business otherwise, uh, anyways, here because Dallas at the moment they also need uh, points to hang in the playoff spot. They have a big battle going on there. So, yeah, I'm leaning Dallas, but will not place any wagers on this game. Yeah, because Dallas in regulation, Vito, it's minus 150. And even yeah. for a regulation bet, it's not that's not great value uh, for me. And uh, yeah, Ottinger is in net, by the way, confirmed that uh, Jake Ottinger will be the uh, goalie here for the uh, Dallas stars. And uh, I think he's going to end up getting more start. He's going to end up getting most of the starts. I think the rest of the season, he's been very good. The last two, he shut out Chicago uh, and he was absolutely marvelous against Colorado when they beat the avalanche four to one. He was terrific in that game. So uh, that's why I think if you like the, uh, the, uh, if you like Dallas to score, that's why the f- five and a half, I could see it staying yeah. under because I could see 4-1 Dallas four, one, yeah. final score. Yeah. <laughs> Dallas can score yeah. four, but I'm not sure Arizona can get more than one, especially with the way Ottinger's playing right now uh, for the Dallas Stars. I mean, what's he done? He's given up one goal in the last two games. He's basically made uh, 80 saves on 81 shots uh, in the last two games for Dallas. Yeah. Pretty good. He's 15 and 5, I mean. That's very good. <laughs> Total. Yeah. So, no, yeah, he, I think he's the best, yeah, in the Dallas. I don't like Holby so much. I mean, he can have some few games good and bad, but mostly I don't like him. He was good in capital, but now in Dallas, Ottinger, I think. He, he's the future. He's young. He's 23 years old. I mean, goalies usually start to play very well at 25, I think, somewhere 26. You know, they have this outburst at 20 years, and then they – kind of cool off and then come back at 25, but Ottinger has been good. 
now again. And yeah, I I believe in Altinger. <laughs> yeah, we do, and that's great. Great to see the American uh, program uh, churn out yeah. a quality goaltender like uh, Jake Ottinger. Uh, and good to see him having success there as well right now for the uh, Dallas Stars. All right, one of the games of the day, games of the night for sure. Minnesota Wild, Edmonton Oilers, uh, even money both sides here. Six and a half the total uh, in this game. I'll tell you what, it, it got you almost got that one yesterday, Vito, that Edmonton-Winnipeg. You were uh, liking over the total in that game. It still ended up almost getting there uh, in that uh, game. It got close at the end, but uh, it ended up 4-2. Uh, did you have six or six and a half? With the I had there? six. I had six, but uh, yeah, Winnipeg just they got two early penalties. I mean, in the start of the game, they were on the power play, five against four, five against three. They couldn't score. Yeah, so that was the that was the point. Yeah, they were already kind of Winnipeg lost the game. I mean, that was all Oilers after that. Yep, it definitely was. Um, so that's good. That, but you sh- I'm glad you got the six because that's what yeah, a good better it does. Felt like win. <laughs> yeah. A good better gets the good number and the good price. A yeah, bad yeah. better loses that game because he got yeah. six and a half, or he bet it late, and he and he didn't shop around for a good number. So that's good. That's good betting skills. Vito, yeah, we talk good, about yeah. handicapping and how who's going to win and what sides we like. We we don't often talk about you know having good betting skills. And betting skills means betting good numbers, betting good prices, making sure that you're pushing instead of losing or you're winning instead of pushing on a particular bet. And it's all about getting good numbers. So you got six and that's and that was the difference in the end to at least get you a push uh, on that total with the uh, Oilers and the Jets yesterday. Uh, As far as this game's concerned, look, Zach Hyman again. I mean, I'm going to say it again. I think he's starting to roll. Jay Woodcroft's playing the hell out of him. He's playing a ton of minutes for this new coach. He's got confidence right now. He's starting to find the back of the net. He's shooting left and right. Zach Hyman props were very good to me on the show yesterday. I recommended it uh, against Winnipeg. You look at Hyman's last few games, four, three, five, three, three shots on goal. Uh, In five of the last six games, he's had at least three shots on goal. And he has now uh, scored uh, for the uh, Edmonton Oilers uh, in three consecutive games, four points in those last three games for Zach Hyman. So I'm on more Hyman over shots on goal and score a goal props uh, tonight. Um, And I'm on Edmonton too, even with Edmonton on a back-to-back. Now, Minnesota's rested. Minnesota played Friday night. They got beaten by Florida. They're not going to be in a good mood. I expect a much better effort from Minnesota. But... I've said this every time we've talked Edmonton on this show since the coaching change. When it happened, I said, I'm going to bet Edmonton against the Islanders in that first game after the coaching change. And if they keep winning, I'm going to keep betting them every game until they lose. So I'm not I'm not going away from that thought process or that strategy uh, right now. Even though this is schedule-wise, it's an advantage to Minnesota. No question with Edmonton playing yesterday. But the Oilers are feeling it right now. They're finding ways to win. Uh, Woodcroft is talking about how their structure defensively has been better. They're getting saves from Smith and Koskinen yesterday, his first start in a while, and he played very well uh, for the Oilers in that game. Uh, They've got confidence right now. And remember, this Minnesota now back on the road where they've been not as good as they've been at home. You know, their road record is not that great, to be quite honest with you. Uh, Minnesota, they've got to start improving their road record a little bit. Five games in seven nights for Edmonton. Yes, great call there, Perlow. It is a concern. I understand all the concerns. I expect Minnesota to bring it. I expect them to be the rested team. Uh, Edmonton's fifth game in seven nights is an absolute concern. No question. 14th, 15th, 17th, 19th they've played. Uh, Whereas for Minnesota, 14th, 16th, 18th, 20th. You know, they've definitely had some days off. Edmonton's played a lot. 
Maybe it catches up to them here. It could. This could be the night they finally lose their first game under the new coach. But like I said, I'm riding Edmonton until they lose. And I'm on Edmonton tonight, minus 110. I understand the concerns. But like I said, and if I if they lose tonight, Vito, Edmonton, okay, they lose. They'll take some money from me. It's not going to take anywhere close to the amount of money away from me that I've won with Edmonton since the coaching change. That's the point. Like if you're jumping on Edmonton tonight, you know, for the first time since the coaching change, I'd say don't do it. Don't bet it because it's not a great spot for Edmonton. But uh, if you've been riding the Oilers since they made the coaching change like I have, I say you just take them again tonight, see what happens, uh, and hope they get the job done again. But if you haven't been, I don't know if this is the spot you'd necessarily want to jump on the Oilers tonight. Uh, so that's the way I see it here. It should be a good game. Looking forward to it. Again, I lean under with these Edmonton games right now just because they're trying to play better defense. They're getting some better goaltending right now. You see when they get a lead like they did yesterday, they're trying to just hold the lead. They're not trying to take chances, trying to protect their own zone, protect the net. That's the way they're playing now with a lead. So I would lean a little bit to the under in this game. Uh, what do you think here, Vito? It's a good one. Minnesota, Edmonton. Yeah, I'm talking about this game. I mean, Edmonton coming off a back-to-back. Uh, Minnesota has been uh, has been allowing a lot of goals, guys. If we just watch uh, about uh, against Red Wings, some early goals, two nothing down. Then uh, they uh, against Jets. Just let me check. Here. I think they're allowing like four, three, five. Okay, they're pulling the goalkeeper. That's another thing. I'm always when I watch these last games, I kind of take off these empty netters. You know, I don't have them. So four against Panthers. Like against uh, Winnipeg, it's four or five goals. Against Red, Red Wings, four goals. So they've been allowing a lot of goals. We see Talbot today in the net. Kakunen, I think, been a little bit better than Talbot. Talbot left in some softies against Panthers, I think, or uh, from behind the net and so on. So many, I didn't like many goals he let in, to be honest. So hard game. Well, do, everybody definitely thinks Minnesota will bounce back here. Uh, I don't have any wagers on the game. I just think uh, Oilers will, will get their goals. I think Oilers will get three or four, four goals for sure here. And I think also Minnesota are getting goals in this game. So this game I see can easy go over. All right, like so in the team. over. Yeah. Is that a lean or are you betting that? Lean. That's a lean. That's a lean. I'm not betting this one. It's a six. I don't bet six and a half. I mean, Edmonton has been better a little bit differently. But I see Edmonton scoring at least three or four goals today. As well, I see Minnesota Wild pinching in some goals. So if I see two th- teams coming on the board, then it should go over for me. Yeah, that, that's just a lean for now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Velu, I understand that point about Edmonton. Like they played a lot of games. The fifth game in seven nights is very difficult. Vito will talk, will acknowledge that too because he played the sport. You know that's yeah. not easy for Edmonton. That this is going to be their fifth game in seven nights. So I understand that. Like I said. If you've if you have not been taking Edmonton in every game since the coaching change, I would say to you, don't take them tonight. But I have exactly. been, and that's why I'm <laughs> going to take them one more time because uh, I've been cashing with them. If I finally lose one tonight, it's no big deal. It's not going to take away from the what four or five straight that I've won with them since the coaching change. Exactly, that happened with me with Calgary last night. I also was on them all the time. Yesterday I was on Puckline and didn't win. So you have won a lot from Oilers, and that's great. Yeah, I think I think that's a great spot to keep riding them. But if you are like jumping now in, I think Wild is in better spot for sure. Yeah, that's they exactly it. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Hundred percent true on that. All right, uh, final game now on this Sunday NHL card: Vegas Golden Knights and the San Jose Sharks. Uh, Vegas trying to get back on track. What has happened to them all of a sudden? Uh, the last few games: uh, Vegas minus one fifty-five, 
uh, road favorites here in the Shark Tank. Uh, the total in this game, five and a half, uh, pretty much across the board in this one. Uh, Vegas, you know what's funny, Vito, about Vegas is they lost to Calgary, a red-hot Calgary Flames team. They got shut out in that game, uh, and then they got the shut out by Colorado uh, last Wednesday night in that national TV game uh, at home. And you thought to yourself, you know what? What's happening here with the uh, Vegas Golden Knights? Um, but they came out strong against L.A. They got the 2 nothing lead, and you thought, well, they're finally going to get rolling here at home against the Kings. And yet, after the first period where they played pretty good and they were carrying the play, I thought the Kings were the better team for the second period, for the third period, and they ended up coming back, erasing the deficit, and they ended up winning in overtime. A beautiful play, by the way, by Sean Dursey. That defenseman for the Kings keeps on getting better. He set up Adrian Kempe for a beautiful pass on that overtime winner to beat Vegas on Friday night for the LA Kings. So it looked like Vegas was going to get off the schneid and they lose just a, a gut-wrenching loss to the LA Kings. So Vegas definitely in a little bit of a slump right now. Jack Eichel seems to be getting a little bit better. Uh, though I, I thought he was more up to game speed on Friday night against LA. I think he kind of struggled with that a little bit against uh, Colorado on Wednesday night. So I think he's going to continue to improve in that regard. Uh, but uh, look, Nicholas Earl, one of our friends uh, of the uh, show uh, said that uh, uh, multiple times, talked about Vegas's metrics, not looking good. Their expected goals numbers haven't been great uh, lately. Uh, there's no denying that they are not, their game is not where it needs to be right now. Robin Leonard remains out. They've got goaltending question marks. Laurent Brossois, they, they figured out a weakness in Laurent Brossois. At least the LA Kings did. He played well against Colorado, but against LA, they were shooting high on him and they were starting to have success over the glove uh, of Laurent Brossois. So is that something that teams target now whenever they play the Golden Knights? That ends up being the uh, question uh, going into this game. Uh, Leonard's still out, so I would expect uh, this to be uh, Brossois and Ned again, unless they give Logan Thompson a start, but uh, I, I don't necessarily think that's going to be the case. San Jose coming into this game, Vito, uh, they're struggling as well. Uh, they put up a good battle against Vancouver. They got down 2 nothing early in that game, battled back, fell behind again, battled back again, tied it with like one second to go to force overtime, and then they ended up losing 5-4. Uh, so San Jose is another team that's struggling. They've lost five in a row. Vegas has lost three in a row. So someone is going to get off the schneid and win this game. I got to think this is the night for Vegas. They're the better team still. I know they've struggled. Uh, Peter DeBoer said we've just got to be a little bit harder to play against. He didn't like that. He thought they were a little too soft uh, against L.A. He didn't use that word, but he said we got to be harder to play against. That's just a nice way of saying your team was soft, all right, uh, in that game. That's what he said against uh, uh, after the L.A. loss. So I'd expect maybe a wake-up call. San Jose has been a fade for me, Vito. I, I was on Vancouver uh, earlier this week against San Jose. I took uh, Who else did I? I took Edmonton uh, against San Jose. So I've had back-to-back -back winners uh, betting against San Jose this week. So I would look at Vegas here in regulation. That's probably the way uh, I'm going to go about it in this game. Vegas Golden Knights in regulation, which you can get uh, in this game at uh, close to even money, minus 105 uh, with Vegas. Uh, in regulation, I lean over at five and a half because San Jose is just uh, their goaltending. James Reimer is not playing well. We've said that for a while now. Uh, they have given up the uh, San Jose Sharks uh, three goals, three goals and five in the last three games, 11 goals in the last three games combined. After, actually, if you go back to the Florida game where they lost five, four, 
they have given up uh, 5, 7, 10, 13, 16 goals uh, in the last five games. So they have definitely struggled defensively, the San Jose Sharks. This is a night I think Vegas can get their offensive mojo back just a little bit. But I think the Sharks can maybe chip in a little bit as well. So at five and a half, I'd go over the total. And I like Vegas here in regulation, minus 105. Uh, Vito, Vegas, San Jose. I can definitely agree with you. I look at that over. I like that over. I mean, yeah. Vegas coming off of a three three losses in a row now. I guess it's three. So let me check quickly. Uh, yeah, three losses in a row for Vegas. They come, and this is another divisional uh, division rival game. And I mean, these two teams they have not played this season yet, so they are about to play four more times this year. And well, if you just, of course, Sharks need needs points. I mean, those if you just look at the standings in that division, the teams are so close to each other. And how can you trust really Vegas? Are they? Can you trust them really? I don't know because I wanna. Well, actually, the play was not bad. Eichel felt a little bit his hands in that game already against uh, Kings. Nice pass from him. I like that play where Pasharetti scored. He looked okay, a little bit better. They got that two uh, uh, two nothing lead. They just somehow stopped played uh, stopped playing and couldn't help on the lead. All the credit to Kings. I mean, we've been talking with Kings all the time in the show. They're a very great team. So leaning, of course, Vegas here, but I don't think anyone should take sharks lightly here i mean sharks also need to win they can score goals it's still hockey it's still any jail this is one of the games where i can see the team any team come in on a given night yeah the leaning of course vegas but i think the play should be over here haven't decided yet because the game is still a few hours away so let's watch the line movement and everything and then maybe i'll definitely tweet out the games on my twitter as someone mentioned in the comments already so yeah Anyone who wants to follow you can follow me on Twitter there. I tweet out the games. Yeah, and follow Vito on Twitter. Look at the great analysis he's given us every uh, weekend here on the show. At Vito Picks. Let's go. It, you know, <laughs> we got to get him to 1,000 followers. I know we can make it happen. 1,000 followers for Renus Vitalins. Let's go. Let's make it happen for Vito, our guy. Yeah. Let's yeah, go to 1,000. Not that really important, of course. It's a pleasure, you know. And uh, I just love to win together with anyone else, you know. I'm just giving all my picks. That's that's, That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. But still, let's get his follower count up. Spread the word at Vito Picks uh, on Twitter uh, for Vito there. So, yeah, if he likes anything in this game, he'll post it later. Like I said, I'm on Vegas in regulation, minus 105 and also over five and a half in this one. Again, keep an eye on the goaltending uh, information. Again, we expect James Reimer. It has to be James Reimer because I still think Aiden Hill is unavailable uh, for the San Jose Sharks. He's been with had a lower body injury for a while. There's actually it's day to day, so there's always a chance he could be activated. Uh, Aiden Hill, and even if he starts instead of James Reimer, he hasn't played in a while. So how sharp is Aiden Hill uh, going to be for San Jose? We don't know. And for Vegas, they're pretty much in a position where as long as Robin Leonard's out, they've got to go back to Laurent Brossois uh, in net. So I would expect Brossois uh, to be the goalie tonight for Vegas. But again, we'll no confirmations as of yet. Yeah, well, I'm also well. I was watching this game to be honest yesterday when I might make my bets early, and I saw uh, Vegas at plus one oh five at that moment. So I was thinking to pull the trigger or not, and now I'm also thinking, and I'm still leaning to be honest. Yeah, Vegas in regulation because Vegas, well, it's they're still a very great team, you know. Uh, we have seen that in this year, and every every team has these slumps, but and you just have to be the first one which jumps on the victory. Yep, exactly. This is their best chance to get off the schneid. Let's be honest. L.A. is playing good right now. 
And then the other losses were Colorado and Calgary. All right. San Jose is not L.A. San Jose is not Colorado and San Jose is not Calgary. So this is the opportunity for Vegas right here. And it's still Uh, division rival game. So, yeah, it's their opportunity. It's an important game. They will get up to this game anyway. And that, like, if we just watch the schedule, then they are four days off and then they play Arizona and Avs on a back to back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, this is the best opera. If they lose tonight, then we got to get a little more concerned. If you're Vegas and you're a fan of the team, you lose this game tonight, you definitely get a little more concerned. And uh, then no it's question. three days off, and they uh, they don't want to spend these three days off practicing and thinking about that loss. I, that's not nice. Well, no. yeah, so I think they want to win fun. today. Yeah, that would not be fun. I agree with that for sure. Uh, no question. By the way, Alex Tuck for the Buffalo Sabres. Just some shot on goal props before we leave here. He's gone uh, over three and a half shots on goal, eight of his last 10 games, three and a half shots for uh, Alex Tuck over is plus money, plus 115. So I like that. Barkov for the Panthers over three and a half. He's gone over that eight of the last 10 games as well. Uh, You could look in that direction. Um, What else have we got? Uh, Watching from Sharks, I think this Meyer and Hurtle, those two guys have been on the board a lot. Hurtle and Meyer, yeah, they're scoring a lot. Meyer especially. Yeah, Meyer yeah. over shots. Meyer to score a goal. He's been carrying San Jose's offense a lot lately. Timo Meyer uh, definitely for them could be of interest. And I forgot to mention it, the game that's already started, Carolina-Pittsburgh. Coming into this game today, Tavo Teravine had gone over two and a half shots on goal in eight straight games. And I forgot to bet it uh, uh, today. He has now zero. You cannot bet them live, right? No. He's got zero so far, yeah. but he had zero after the first period, the last game, and he still got three. Yeah, you know, this this hockey, sometimes you can get, like, these points. Also, if you watch just how easy it is to get a point, you just need to shoot a puck to the net, and some other guy can give a pass, and that's a point for you. And shots, the same thing. If if you table line and gets a shot and straight away rebound, it's two shots straight away, you know. So easy, easy to get those shots, yeah. <laughs> like in one period, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So there's a, those are a few of the uh, props that we're interested in. Anytime I recommend a shots on goal prop, I'm sprinkling just a, a smaller bet on them to score uh, as well. Uh, that's always the way I go about it. At the uh, A little bit more money on the shots prop and then a little bit less on the goal score prop uh, as well with those players that, that uh, I'm interested in. from Like, a like yesterday, actually, Connor, yeah, he didn't have three shots in the end, I think, but he scored a goal. So that's, that's one right. of the situations you are talking about. Exactly. So, you know, sometimes the shot on goal prop won't hit, but he'll score with the one or two shots that he has Mm -hmm. or vice versa. You won't get him scoring, but he could have three, four, five shots on goal, uh, even with the. So that's why just having a little bit on both is my approach with player props, a little bit on shots on goal and a little bit on the player to score a goal uh, as well. Uh, that's usually the approach I take. Great stuff with Vito on this Sunday card. Uh, great card. I mean, this is great for a Sunday to have this kind of uh, slate. Uh, great breakdowns. Uh, looking forward to uh, the rest of the day uh, from an NHL standpoint. Uh, DraftKings, looking forward to uh, talking about them as well. Now, the NBA is going to be back on Thursday uh, following the All-Star break. So get involved when it does return. New customers to DraftKings Sportsbook can bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still play 
uh, for Dra DraftKings, a daily fantasy basketball contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA and the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. All right, it's time for Best Bets to wrap up this Sunday edition of the Ice Guys. Uh, Vito, what do you like for Best Bet? Gonna go, I guess, with Flor uh, Panthers in the Panthers in the cannot decide between Pan Panthers and regulation, and I start to like, 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 like this Wild and Oilers over. But yeah, give me Panthers in regulation. All right, Florida in regulation. He got it at minus one twenty. You can still get minus one forty on that right now with uh, Florida uh, in regulation against Chicago. Uh, best bet for uh, Vito in this one. Uh, my best bet is going to be Buffalo Columbus over six and a half. Uh, it's just screaming goals uh, in that game. Uh, suspect goaltending, horrendous blue lines for the most part. Neither one can be trusted. They turn the puck over like hotcakes, as we said uh, during that game. Uh, both of those teams on the defensive side of the puck are uh, leave a lot to be desired. Uh, series history trending over. Each of these teams have trended over in their recent games as well, and I think we see more of the same. And not exactly, uh, uh, it's not exactly Bernie Perrant versus Marty Brodeur uh, in that here. Talking Craig Anderson at 40 years old against J.F. Berube and his 890 save percentage in the American Hockey League. So uh, we should see goals here. Buffalo Columbus over six and a half. Uh, for my best bet here on this Sunday NHL card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat watching us live on YouTube. Uh, hit the like button on the way out. We appreciate it. It helps us a lot. And a reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. We've got our next Ice Guys BetCast coming up Tuesday night, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern as well. So make sure you join us for that. The usual procedure, DM me or anyone on the crew, and we'll make sure if you're interested in joining us, and we'll make sure we send you the link uh, before the BetCast uh, on Tuesday night. Uh, join us for that. Last Tuesday was a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot more fun this Tuesday night as well on the next Ice Guys BetCast. For Vito, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Sunday. Uh, enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Monday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.